You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 422. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash EP422. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. (laughs) Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? Without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, pod people. Amy here, and I am so thrilled about this episode. This particular episode is one that I redo every single year, and I have a lot of folks who reach out and say, when is it coming out? When is it coming out? Because there is a major free shit alert. We interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. That is right, folks. This is the episode all about how to make epic shit happen in the new year. And I create for you each year a planning guide that I'm going to be walking you through during this episode. And it's really twofold. It is to close out 2021, which we're going to discuss, and then look at crafting really intentional goals going into 2022. So what this means for you is... Of course, there's going to be a bunch of nuggets that you can extract from this episode just listening to it, but you will definitely want to get your hands on this planning guide. Here's why. We know scientifically that if we just listen to something and we don't actually take pen to paper to craft goals or to implement what we're learning, we typically don't create the change. In fact, it has a lot to do with the idiomotor response where the subconscious part of our mind communicates through our physical body. It's kind of how handwriting analysis works. So there is a way in which we can connect our subconscious to our reality simply by writing things down. It has been found that people who actually write down their goals are like 90%. I don't know. I just made that up. But is significantly more likely to accomplish their goals than those who just think about them. So please be sure to scoot over to thejoyjunkie.com slash EP422, the URLs for the episodes after episode 417 are now going to include the EP. So Scoot over there, grab a copy of your planning guide because it will make it will make all your dreams come true. <laughs> Just kidding. It will set you up for success considerably. So one thing that I want to talk about prior to jumping into the planning guide and kind of walking you through it is just how much our society glorifies productivity. In fact, it's part of capitalism. It is part of a patriarchal society. So I thought it was worth mentioning that there is so much value and so much worthiness to who we are outside of what we produce, outside of what we attain or accomplish. But our community and the way in which we're raised and sort of the society we're immersed in really does value productivity. And that really stems from a couple of things. One is is capitalism, where time is money, right? And it's about producing things in order to gain wealth. But also through a patriarchal influence, where largely in our society, women are valued for their appearance, what they look like, and men are valued for what they can produce, what they can provide. So given that it's highly patriarchal, it's understandable that all of us, no matter how we identify as far as gender, get caught up in this notion that I must produce in order to be valuable. So a couple of years ago, I started having conversations with some of my colleagues about like, what if the new year wasn't about pushing so goddamn hard? 
what if the reason why we are seeing spikes in autoimmune disease and hormone issues and adrenal fatigue and all of these extreme issues that are kind of disproportionately affecting women have to do with us pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to embody that masculine energy to a detriment to ourselves. And so we started thinking about like what if what if I could have a year where my goals were more rooted in presence or connection with other people or having quality time with my family. So I thought that was worth mentioning kind of at the top. There's a way that we can get so caught up in the boxes that we want to check instead of really looking at what matters the most to me. In fact, quite a while ago, I did an episode, and we'll link to it in the show notes, about the top five regrets of the dying, which was a book that was written by Brony Ware, who actually created it as a post, a blog post originally, and then ended up publishing it. And it was about her time in palliative care and taking people through kind of the transition of end of life. And she looked at these five major regrets that people tended to have, regardless of race, creed, color, (laughs) gender, all of that. It was sort of this real strong commonality in these five elements. And none of them, y'all, none of them were... I wish I would have worked harder on my goals. I wish I would have spent more time working. I wish I would have climbed the ladder a little bit more. Everything in that five, those top five, were around I wish that I spent time with friends and family. I wish that I made decisions based off of what I wanted instead of what other people wanted of me. So I just want you to keep that kind of broader concept in mind. And again, if you want a deeper dive on that, we'll put that in the show notes. But I think it's important to kind of preface your goal setting of, you know, what are the most important things in my life? And do my actions actually follow suit? Are they synchronistic with that? The other thing that I wanted to mention before we dive in too is that I commonly see two big kind of pitfalls when it comes to goal setting or moving into things that you want to accomplish in the new year. One is that they the goals that you set are incredibly vague. So I don't know if you've heard this, but it's not uncommon for me to hear clients or students say things like, you know what, this year is just going to be all about health. Or this year is going to be all about my business. But it's so fucking vague. I'm like, well, what is what does that actually mean? If you're saying I'm going to focus on health or if you're going to say I'm really going to try to eat better, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean I'm going to explore intuitive eating? Does that mean I'm going to really start listening to my body and what sustenance feels good to me? And I'm going to do a daily check-in to monitor that. Is it I'm going to search out a naturopath who's going to help me with my health? Is it getting labs done? Is it dental work? Like what the fuck does this is the year of my health mean? So we need to qualify that and quantify that a little bit. So we'll dig into that a bit. The other big pitfall is that people will create goals in just one category of their life. Where they will say, sort of like that, the phrase I just mentioned, it's all about health or it's all about my business. Those are the two that I see the most commonly. And then they forget about all of the other things that are going on in their life, like their partnership or that relationship to their family or their own spiritual spiritual growth or personal growth, depending on how you refer to it. So As we go through today, we're going to be looking at specificity, looking at how can we really nail down exactly what it is that we want, and also how can we really round out and look at a more holistic approach to our goal setting for our life. In fact, there was this great quote that I stumbled on, and I I honestly have no idea who said it. I saw it as a meme, and it said, I always knew that I wanted to be somebody, And now I realize I should have been more specific. (laughs) 
<laughs> which totally cracked me up because I'm like, yeah, we have a lot of these vague, ambiguous goals where we don't really delineate exactly what the fuck we mean by that. So let's let's kind of jump into this. So we're going to start by encapsulating what 2021 really was for you. Now, there's a couple of things that can happen here. One, you had a real shit year, like a lot of people, and it was really challenging and really difficult. And so you don't want to do anything except skip ahead. You want to move on and enough with that and we're we're not going to process. Or I did accomplish a bunch of stuff. I'm proud of myself, but let's not spend too much time in celebration, right? There's a way – this is also a product of the patriarchy where we don't get to ever be enough. We don't get to ever applaud ourselves or celebrate ourselves. We need to go on to produce more shit. So I personally feel like it's a massive act of rebellion and resistance to take time and actually cater to your own enoughness and applaud the things that you have accomplished. Now, another element of that is manifestation. So if we are not relishing the gifts that we have, the things that we have done, the growth that we have taken – It's likely that we're going to miss opportunities for that in the future. Acceptance is one of the biggest pieces of manifestation or receiving, you know, acceptance or receiving, like where we're saying, I am going to honor, I'm going to receive this compliment, this gift. I'm going to acknowledge myself for what I've done. So even though this might feel extremely awkward or uncomfortable, please don't skip over it, okay? That's why it's highlighted in bold in the planning guide. Do not skip this part. Now, conversely, if you had a real shit year, there may be some stuff to process here. There might be some grief that you may need to address. So here are the questions that are are posed in the very beginning 2021 in review. Reflecting on all that transpired in 2021, what are you most proud of? This can be as simple as... I'm proud that I made it through, or I'm proud that I started looking at some of my religious trauma this year, or I am proud that I put myself out there, even if it was a rejection, or I tried getting back involved in dating this year. Whatever it happens to be, look for the elements of pride. What can you be proud of? Next question, what was your biggest lesson learned in 2021. And you can also have a couple spinoffs of this, of other things that you've learned if you want to jot those things down. I've personally noticed things that I really need to do to take care of myself at this age. And that has started to change. And being able to address that grief of aging, of being in middle age and knowing (laughs) that it only gets worse. (laughs) There's only more aches and pains. There's only more ailments and wrinkles and things like that that I'm going to have to contend with and fucked up beauty standards. And I had a little period of grief around that this year. And I'm also really fucking proud of myself for going through that. So start thinking about what was your biggest lesson learned? And keep in mind, too, that a lot of times our biggest lessons are when we fail or in the midst of pain. I remember in 2018, I had uh, a, a really, really rough mental health season. And it was through that particular breakdown that was unbelievably excruciating and painful that I garnered the lesson of listening to my intuition. And without sharing, you know, all the gory details of that, you know, that's for another time. But there were ways in which I kind of caused my own breakdown by not listening to my intuition. Another major lesson I learned there was uh, that I was a, a rule follower to a fault and that there were times 
when I actually needed to break the rules when my intuition was telling me to. So start thinking about that. Like of the hardship, of the things that have been difficult to surmount, most of the time when we come out that other side, there's a huge lesson that we've learned. We don't usually learn our lessons when everything's fine (laughs) and wonderful. All right, third question. What word or theme would you use to describe the role 2021 played in your life and why? And feel free to elaborate on this. I would encourage you to not just simply write one word and be like, done, I'm doing the worksheet, yay. No, personal development is not academia, y'all. So there's nobody who's gonna check your worksheets and give you a fucking A plus or anything like that. (laughs) The more you dig, the more you develop. So keep looking at why is that the word? What were the lessons? What am I proud of? All right. Next section that you'll see on the following page is use the space below to list out all the accomplishments from 2021 that you want to celebrate. This is pivotal. This is what I was talking about just a second ago. It is important and it is mandatory that you acknowledge yourself. In fact, I would wager that your self-worth depends on it. If we're constantly looking at what went wrong, what we did not accomplish, let's just move on to 2022, we miss out on so many things that we have the opportunity to be proud of ourselves for. So take some time and list out all of those accomplishments, no matter how insignificant or small they may seem. If it was something that had merit for you, write it down, okay? Write it down. In fact, I was thinking about this for myself as I was putting this together for you all. And I was thinking about, okay, what what all had I done this year? Because it's been a, a, a fairly dormant and quiet year for me intentionally. And I thought back to, oh, wow, I ended up adding a couple members to my team who are phenomenal and who I still am working with, I ended up playing around with Facebook ads, and I had never done that before. And even though that was not a raging success, it was not something that I was like, ooh, yes, I love this, I am still so fucking proud of myself that I took a leap like that because that's that's not typically like me. (laughs) I'm sometimes a little too calculated. So I was just kind of thinking back to to some of those different things. Um, and I want to celebrate that. I want to acknowledge those things. So what are those for you? Next question, which I believe is sort of the end of the assessment of 2021. How have you grown over the past year? Who have you become? Think back to your interactions with other people. Think back to the times when maybe you gave voice to something that maybe two years ago you would have absolutely stayed silent about. Are there things that you have learned? I know over the last year it has been pivotal for me in learning about religious trauma and religious deconstruction and looking at the faith that I was raised at through a completely different lens. That has been a major piece of growth for me. So thinking about all of those elements, jot them down. How have you grown over the last year? Even if it's, you know, in ways that you don't think are that great, take some time to acknowledge them. So now we're going to move on and only going to move on if you have done the first two pages. Understood? Good. Great. (laughs) So now we're moving on to page three. So you're going to see sort of an elaborate graph here. And basically what we want to do is we want to assess each of these categories. And for those of you who are listening, obviously, there are eight categories and they are as follows. Fun and recreation, significant other partner, spouse, etc. Career, money, spirituality or personal growth, friends and family, health, and then physical environment, which can be the house that you're living in all the way to city, state, and um, country. 
So with each of these areas, each of these categories, I want you to start with 2021 that you will see in the center. And I want you to rate your level of satisfaction from zero to 10. Zero is going to be incredibly unsatisfied in that category and 10 being extremely satisfied, like the, the max satisfaction in that particular area. And then we want, after you do that, I want you to, you know, take some real thoughtful time with that. And then I want you to think about where you would like to be in each of those categories at the exact same time next year. When we wrap 2022, what sort of ranking would you want to give yourself? So let's walk through somewhat of an example here. So let's take let's take physical environment. So maybe it's where you live. And let's say you right now would rank yourself a six because you don't necessarily really love the city that you're in or the state that you're in, but you really love your home or you really love your roommates or you really enjoy your partner or something like that, your kids. And then the goal now or where we want to move towards by the end of 2022, let's say, I think I would like to be more at like an eight, like a seven or eight. I would highly suggest that you don't make radical huge leaps more than like two or three points because then it becomes overwhelming and we are usually far less likely to follow through if we feel like something is just too far out of reach. So we want it to feel doable. So perhaps as you've been analyzing physical environment, you realize, you know what, I even though I love this domicile, I love this home, I need to get out of this state. So maybe part of that plan, part of moving uh, that needle from six to eight is to relocate. And when we get into goal setting, we will start breaking that down of what does that actually look like? How can we take some baby steps from getting us from living here to living there? And is that something that actually is doable for you within a year's time? Is it more about a plan? I know Mr. Smith and I have shared with y'all many times that our plan to move to North Carolina, even though we didn't move until the very end of 2017, we actually started planning for that in, I would say, 2015, 2016. So we had come out I remember during the election in 2016 to scope out a bunch of different areas of the state. And it wasn't until well over a year later that we had organized all of our finances and decided exactly how we wanted to attack this move. So it was quite a few years in the making. And prior to that, we had already started taking some steps of what would it look like to move out of California? And we started investigating various different places. We looked at possibly Austin and Portland and a handful of other locations until we actually got serious about North Carolina and scoped out pretty much the entire state in 2016. So give yourself that expanse that there might be – it might be something that's not just within a year's time frame. But we're going to look at what do I want to accomplish within that one-year time frame, Okay. So thinking about all of these, I want you to think about them in a broader scale. So when you look at money, what does money mean to you, right? Is Does that mean just the quantity that I have? Does it is it relative to how much I'm able to give back? It, does it matter to you if you have investments, right? Like all of these things are going to be really unique to you depending on your level of satisfaction. Now, for something like significant other – just because you are single, that doesn't necessarily mean that your level of satisfaction is a zero, okay? One thing that we need to get the fuck over in our society, and I know it's easy for me to say, considering I've been with Mr. Smith for fucking forever, but I think we need to get over this idea that being partnered is so much better, right? And that single is something to explain yourself for or that you, there should be some shame. Single is a fucking dope gig, y'all. So <laughs> please, please, please recognize that even if you're single, that might be, 
I'm a 10, dude. I love being single, right? Or maybe it's an eight or maybe it's nine or whatever. Like you get to rank the level of satisfaction, not just the quantity of if I have one or not, right? Same thing goes for friendships and family. Um, I don't have a ton of relationships with my family, but I am fucking okay with that. (laughs) I'm definitely okay with that. So when I, you know, and that might be the case for you with friendships. Maybe you're the type who likes just maybe one or two and you're not really feeling like you need this whole large congregation of of friendships. Your satisfaction might be fairly high. Now, one of the other things to keep in, in mind is maintaining some of these areas. So I think I've shared this with you all before. Mr. Smith and I, I I feel like almost every year I rank my significant other like nine, you know, because I feel like it's never perfect. Like there's always something we can continue to, to work on. But as far as how happy I am, I'm pretty fucking satisfied. So it's usually about a nine or a 10. And I want it to be about a nine or a 10 next year. And what that looks like is setting up maintenance goals. So again, when we get to goal setting, it's going to be about how do I maintain that level of satisfaction? I don't want to take my eye off of it because obviously what I'm doing and how I'm catering to my relationship is working. So let's make sure we're still putting things into the calendar that will get me to that same ranking next year. All right. And this is also something that is incredibly malleable, you all. So if and I think I might have shared with you this a while ago, twice on our fun and recreation goals, we have set up that we wanted to go on a trip to Ireland. And once it was in, I want to say, oh, eight, and it was on our goals to go to Ireland. And then we ended up buying a house that year. And it was our very first home and it took all the money, all of the money. Plus it was recession time. It was nuts. And so we had to rearrange our goals based off of new things coming in that were more important. Now, sometimes what becomes more important is your health and your rest. I've worked with quite a few different people where, and actually myself included, my husband included, where our bodies literally were like, no more, no more of that, no more overachieving. Now your main focus is going to be your fucking health, bitch. Sit down. (laughs) You know what I mean? So keep in mind that this is not set in stone. This is, hey, here's where I'm at at this particular place in time. And if things happen to change, I'm adaptable. I can twist and figure out whatever it is that I need to do. Now, then in, I guess it was 2020, we actually had our Ireland trip booked for May of 2020. (laughs) And you can guess what fucking deterred that one. So then COVID happened and clearly those goals had to be readjusted. And now we're actually like, do we try to book it? You know, we're still trying to figure out if that's a a wise choice or not. So give yourself that flexibility. Know that it doesn't have to be totally stagnant and set in stone and that you get to readjust priorities depending on whatever happens in your life over the coming year. Before we go too much further, I wanted to take a quick moment to give a shout out to our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Shocker, I'm a huge fan of therapy. I have a personal motto that if you think you don't need therapy, you probably need therapy. Because without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is genuinely hard. The good news is therapy actually really does work. But what is it exactly? Well, it can truly be whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling super motivated right now. Hello, who among us, right? And maybe you want some tools to help or maybe you're feeling insecure in your relationships or in your workplace or maybe you're just not dealing with stress very well. Whatever it is that you need, it is time to stop being so ashamed of normal human struggles. It's time that you feel better because you deserve to be genuinely happy. And now you don't really have to worry about finding an in-person therapist that's near you or in your town because BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, 
phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to even see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people, y'all, it's been over 2 million people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. As I mentioned, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Joy Junkie Show podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash thejoyjunkie. That is betterhelp.com slash thejoyjunkie. Now let's jump back into the show. Okay, so sizing up 2021, level of satisfaction, And then sizing up, where would I like to be by the end of 2022? Now, I'll tell you one thing that does tend to happen. Usually the area where we're least satisfied, those are the areas that we tend to not want to give much attention to, right? Like if, because it's hard, right? So maybe there's some real serious stuff happening with your health, but you're like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I'd rather work. I'd rather focus on my career. Or here's a huge one. I'd rather focus on my career than deal with my family or deal with my significant other or address what's happening in my marriage. So pay attention to some of those things too that we tend to want to avoid the places that hurt and that some pain is incurred. So think about think about that too as you're addressing this because that pain is not going to get any better by you ignoring it. All right. On the next page, before we jump into actually crafting goals, you're going to see a breakdown of SMART goals. Now, this is not anything new. I'm sure you have come across this before. But this will, if you run your goals through this filter, it will give you a little bit more of specificity and it allows you to see, is this a really quantifiable goal? Can I really know if I have or haven't achieved it very specifically? Like if somebody were to say, how was this the year of your health? You could say, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. And so an example that you'll see here is in relationship to either fun and recreation or family. So the SMART goal is a SMART is an acronym and it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, resonant, and time oriented. Now, there are different iterations of SMART goals. I think the R for resonant is something that the coaching school that I went to tended to use. I think some some other places use different words there. That's what we're using here. So The SMART goal here is to purchase Disneyland passes for the family and plan five trips this year, okay? This person is obviously privileged. (laughs) Okay, the not SMART goal would be to say something like, "I, I just need to spend more time with my kids or I need to do more activities with the kids. Okay, good luck with that. How many times have we said... Oh, we should get together, and then we don't do anything about it. We don't actually put that in our calendar. And one of my goals last year was to get together with friends or family at least once a month. So what I did is I ended up – I use all – mostly Google products, the Google Suite stuff. And so I use Google Keep, which allows me to create different – sections of goals and organize them in in a really great way. So that that's a little tidbit that if you tend to use Google Chrome or anything like that, it's a, it's a very helpful application. And and you can use it on smartphone or on, you know, laptop. And it's just called Keep, K-E-E-P. And it syncs with all other Google products. So I can in my Google Keep, which is a bunch of like tasks and ways to keep me organized, you can put reminders in there and then the reminders will show up on your actual calendar, So, which I use Google Calendar. So I will see once a month a little thing that says plan something with friends and family. Where have you planned for next month? I also have one for my brother 
what that says, have you called Billy this month? <laughs> because I hate talking on the phone. So I have to remind myself to actually make those connections. Okay. So one of the ways that it can be specific is by having it uh, be about a specific amount. How many times a month do I want to talk to this person? How much money do I want to make? How many days do I want to work out? That kind of a thing. And in this example, it is plan five trips per year, okay? Now, measurable, the M standing for measurable, obviously you can easy, easily tell if this is accomplished or not because it is incredibly measured. We know if we've gone one time, two times, three times, very clear, versus if I say just do more activities with the kids – it's very difficult to measure because we're not quantifying or qualifying what activities with the kids actually means or what we're looking to achieve with that. The A stands for achievable. Is it possible to accomplish this thing? The answer should be yes. If in the example that is the not smart goal, if the goal is so nonspecific, it's kind of impossible to tell if it's realistic or not because we're not asked, we don't know if this is, am I going to do activities with the kids that are big, that are expensive, that are small, that are incremental, that are daily? Like we just don't know. We don't know it, what we don't know, basically. And this is also why it's important to acknowledge the discrepancy between your two rankings from year to year and make sure that that jump feels achievable. Because if you're saying I'm a zero in personal development and I want to be at a nine, that is probably going to feel unbelievably daunting. Okay. The next word is resonant. Does this goal really resonate with me? Uh, in the smart example, yes. It really resonates with me because it honors my value around family, around human connection, around fun and play. Everybody in my family really enjoys it, etc. Now, the not smart version is sometimes it's challenging for a vague goal to resonate with you because you're not that attached to it. It's hard to be super attached to something so nonspecific. And then finally, the T stands for time-oriented. By setting the goal, you have a time measurement factor included so that you want to accomplish this five times within one year. Obviously, in the not smart version, there are no time limits listed. So running each of your goals through this smart goal filter, is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it resonant? Is it time-oriented? Now, there are going to be some things that are slightly difficult to measure, and that could be something like um, I want to be present more often. I want to uh, lean into my intuition more frequently. And so sometimes those things feel a lot less tangible and difficult to size up an actual measurable way to do that. So ways ways that you can do that is to set up like a little reminder on your phone that says something like, try to find two instances each day where you are super, super present, whether it's at work or it's with your kids or whatever it happens to be. If it's intentional, you can do the same thing. Let me find three instances each week where I did not question my intuition and just leaned into it, all right? So that's how you can kind of manipulate or work with things that feel a little less quantifiable, all right? So I'm hoping that that's helpful for you. Now we move into actually getting them out on paper, what I will say about this, because we are going to be putting goals into eight areas of our life, it is highly likely that not all eight areas are going to be as heavily weighted as one another. So, for example, when we made the trip from California to North Carolina, the biggest goal, the heaviest, the weightiest goal was our physical environment, right? So it wasn't necessarily 
huge, huge astronomical goals in all of the other areas. Did we have them? Sure. We absolutely had them, but they weren't weighted nearly as much. So you might be in a season where your health is actually really great. And so under health, your goals are maybe just to have one routine doctor visit and then uh, two dental visits a year. Or maybe health is I want to just get back on a really good supplement program. Or I want to just really watch, um, make sure that I have three liters of water every day. Something like that. So it doesn't have to be something like, I'm going to run a fucking marathon. It can be. It absolutely can be. But just know that having goals in every area of your life does not mean they have to be huge goals. In fact, health could be, I'm going to allow myself to have a nap at least three times a week. (laughs) Right? It could be, I recognize that I really need to heal more through sleep or I need to pay more attention to my sleep. So I would really encourage you to look at health in particular as a much more well-rounded holistic category as opposed to just fucking weight loss. Yawn. We are more than that. Okay? Another fierce act of resistance against the goddamn patriarchy is saying I'm allowed to exist in this body, period. But I do think that if we are going to make it to our 80s and 90s, then we probably need to drink some water and, and, you know, see some health professionals here and there, right? So just keep that health category a little bit more well-rounded. Here's how I would suggest attacking the goal setting on pages five and six. What I would do is I would look at each of these categories and start off by looking at, is there any one or two of these categories that I really need to move the mark on. You know, maybe it's something where you have decided that this year you are going to fucking manifest your soulmate if it kills you. (laughs) And it just feels paramount. It feels like a bigger deal than anything else. Then maybe that's where we start. That's where we put, I really would like to manifest and find the love of my life. Now, underneath that, we are in, in the same box under significant other, under, after you type in the big goal. Underneath that, I want you to write a bunch of sub goals. What does that mean then for your action steps? Does that mean, you know, I'm going to uh, join a program, a coaching program? That might be helpful in me doing that. I'm going to get the book Calling in the One by Catherine Woodward Thomas. We'll put that in the show notes. It was a brilliant book. So maybe it's I'm going to work through that book. Maybe it's I'm going to talk to a handful of my friends and let them know that I'm really serious about dating again. And if they know of anybody, here's what I'm looking for. Maybe it's I'm also going to look through or go through my Amy's uh, Soulmate Factory worksheets, which we'll link to that in the show notes as well. So there's going to be the big goal, and then there's likely going to be a bunch of other steps that need to happen, right? So again, using the same example of physical environment for myself and Mr. Smith, if the big goal is move to North Carolina, there are a shit ton of other things that need to happen there, right? There are Mr. Smith had to sell his business. There was getting the house ready to sell. There was lining up where we were going to live when we got there. There was how am I going to ship my car? It was selling Mr. Smith's car. It was, you know, all of these tiny baby steps that needed to be mapped out in order to get, I mean, you don't have to do it that way, but let me tell you, it sure as shit made everything so smooth, especially with something that was so monumental and and carried a lot of emotional weight as it was, to have it be so calculated was incredibly beneficial for us. You will also want to frame up due dates. By when? And these are also going to be malleable. I can't tell you how many times in in the move that we had certain things that we thought were going to happen by a specific time didn't happen. And then we had to kind of rearrange them. So having some sort of ballpark or idea about when you would want to accomplish something can be incredibly helpful. For health, outlining 
maybe when there's doctor visits. When do I want to plan those? Or do I want to actually call and book those appointments ahead of time? Friends and family, spiritual spirituality and growth. Is that about joining a particular group that you align with? For myself, I found a lot of support in the spiritual deconstruction communities online. So what would that look like as far as creating a goal in that arena? I have a, a couple of people that I am that are kind of on my radar as far as books that I want to read specifically around that. So for me, under spirituality and growth, there's definitely going to be a little bit of a book list. And here's what, when I want to have these read. Okay. So as you can see, that's completely small, right? That's not massive. But for you, if it is such an incredibly important year, it could be, hey, spirituality and personal growth is so big. It's bigger than any of these other things. And this is what I see a lot with my clients. It's bigger than every other category because I recognize that I'm holding myself back. It's the idea that I'm not enough or I'm not valuable. And so it is affecting all of my relationships, my career, my money, attracting the love of my life, you know, all of those things are completely affected by how I view myself. And that's what I see so commonly where people are like, I cannot keep going on until I I reckon with myself and actually heal myself. So that might be a massive goal for you is I want to love the woman that I am or the person that I am. I want to really genuinely believe that I am enough. By when? What day? Okay, great. Now, how the fuck do we make that happen? (laughs) Is that about joining Deep Down and Dirty, which I'm sure you've heard about, which is my signature program. You can learn a lot more about it over uh, on my website. You can also go to thejoyjunkie.com slash DDD and you can find a bunch of info. So maybe it's joining a specific class. Maybe it is specific books. Maybe it's hiring a therapist. Maybe it's joining a support group. Maybe it's a daily practice of I'm going to learn how to meditate on my own worthiness. Maybe it's learning an entire new modality like hypnotherapy or brain mapping or some shit. What You get my point. Break down what does that actually mean and make sure all of those are smart. You'll see in the very far right corner, you have an opportunity to put a little check mark, or if you're filling it out online, you can just kind of click it and there'll be a check mark to say, Yes, I ran this through the smart filter and it's specific, measurable, achievable, resonant, and time oriented. The one thing that I, I failed to mention about resonant that I do think is important to underline. I have seen a lot of people create goals around something that weren't really resonant. I was just listening to a podcast, or maybe it was an audiobook, where somebody was talking about that they felt like they needed to run. They needed to be a runner. And they always felt like shit because they would put it off. They hated going running. And everybody in their family did it. Their sister did it. And... So it was, well, now I need to do it, but absolutely fucking hated it and had these goals around running and around marathons and stuff like that. And the person in the audiobook was saying like, hey, that doesn't sound like you even want to do it. Why don't you pick a different type of exercise? And it was like this head explosion of, oh, I don't have to do a goal just because it's how it's always been or I've always wanted to achieve that and now I'm starting to shift that or everyone in my family wants me to do that, like having a baby or taking over the family business or any number of things. I know for myself, I had a very specific goal of climbing up the ladder in the makeup brand that I worked with when I was in my 20s and 30s. And I had to go through like a major grief process when I finally decided, oh, I don't want that anymore. I really don't want to keep moving toward that goal. And I had to go through a little bit of a quarter life crisis with that and grieve it and acknowledge it. But continuing to pursue a goal that's not resonant with you, that doesn't really light you up or is 
dated or historical, it's something you used to want and you don't think you really want it anymore, that's really worth looking at. So be sure that there's a resonant element with that. And that can can come into play with all of these categories, right? Friends and family, like I mentioned earlier, we have this weird obsession with extroversion in our society where being loud and gregarious and the party animal is the sexy way of being, she says with a question mark. So it could be for you that you've got two really, really great best friends. And you're like, gosh, I really should get out more. I should I should be more social. And it's like, okay, do you really want that? Or would you rather commune with just these couple of individuals and that feels really powerful to you? So a lot of it has to do with getting in touch with self, in, in touch with intuition, and recognizing are these things really for me in service of my fulfillment or am I doing them for some other should or check off a box or what have you. So there you have it. 2021 summation, 2022 ambitions and things that you want to create. There's a lot of stuff in this episode, y'all. There's a lot of things that I think will be important for you to revisit. So please listen to this multiple times. And really give that planning guide some solid thought because you are worthy of that. You are deserving of that. You aren't broken. None of this stuff that you want to achieve or the things that you want to change has any bearing on your worth. So you don't have to be a specific size or have a certain amount of money or some sort of perfect career or a fucking baby or a house in order for you to be worthy or valuable now. You are enough. You are complete. You are whole. You are worthy. And you are allowed to want to create change. It's both. So in my own life, what that looks like is constantly being kind to myself and doing a lot of the practices that I teach and being really clear about what I want to attain, but recognizing that all of those things, whether I attain them or not, have nothing to do with my worth or value as a human. So I will leave you with that. We will be back in your feed next week. I have a brilliant guest who is going to be talking about patriarchy stress disorder. It's going to be a doozy. I am beside myself excited to bring this to you all. So you will not want to miss that. Don't forget to head over to thejoyjunkie.com slash ep four to two to grab your planning guide and and carve out some time for yourself. You deserve it. All right. I will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life.